and welcome to I Talk to Ghosts, the podcast that will loyally wait for you on the widow's walk after a dark ocean storm. I'm your host, Jennifer, a spirit medium and a collector of ghost stories, and I've gathered a few scary tales for you tonight that happen to cover some chilling themes you may have heard at one time or another. A ghost that rattles chains, a spectral bride in white, an attic haunting on Halloween. And make sure to haunt this space a little longer. Later on, I will be sharing a new spirit reading, as well as a message from the spirits for someone listening to the podcast tonight. You never know, this message could be for you. That's later on in the episode. But for now, settle in with an extra candle or two. The spirits are visiting now. Here is my dad's story, as I remember it being told to me. My dad, some of his brothers, and some friends were out hunting, camping, and exploring. After a while, the sky began to cloud over and darken, and it started to pour down rain. They were going to go ahead and try and make it home, or find a spot on the way to wait out the storm, when they saw an old, three-story house out in the woods. They had never seen this house before, but thought that, if they were at home, whoever lived there probably wouldn't mind if they waited there until the storm passed, or at least subsided a bit. When they went to knock on the door and got no answer, they noticed it was unlocked. They looked through the windows and saw how dusty it was, with what furnishings that were left were sagging from age. They decided, in this situation, it probably wouldn't matter if they went inside until the rain stopped. Since it was only early evening, they left their bedrolls and gear in the front room, looked around downstairs, then went upstairs and looked around the second and third floors of the house. The one detail I remember is the beautiful staircase with its carved banisters. As it had started getting dark, they went downstairs and, upon deciding to spend the night, they laid out their bedrolls, lied down, and kept talking to each other. Then, they all heard what sounded like chains rattling and dragging on the floor, and something moaning and crying. My dad said it sounded like it was walking from the top floor and coming down the staircase. They all jumped up and grabbed their stuff when they saw her at the top of the stairs on the second floor landing. And she was coming down to the front room where they were. It was a woman in a long white dress. She had chains wrapped around her, which were dragging down the stairs with every step she took, and she was moaning and crying. But the worst thing, the thing which sent them fleeing out the front door into the cold, dark, rainy night, 
was that she had no head. A headless, chain-dragging, moaning, crying ghost in a white dress. He said they ran through the woods without stopping until they got home. I live on an old farm, which my family has lived on for about 70 years. Ever since I was little, there have been odd happenings going on there. I grew up with my two cousins and my little sister. We were all pretty close in age. Last Christmas, we were sitting at my aunt's house talking about stuff, and somehow ghosts came up in the conversation. I started talking about when I was about six or seven, and I saw a lady in white for the first time. I started telling my story, and my oldest cousin, who is three years younger than I am, interrupted and added things to my story. At first, I didn't know where he got it from. Maybe it was a good guess? But then as I went on, my sister piped up and said she had a similar experience too. What I've seen, or I should say we've seen, was exactly this. We were all about the same age when we first saw her, as I come to find out. I was standing in the circle drive by the barn, going over to my grandmother's house, and I was walking across, admiring the evening sky, when something caught my eye. At first I thought I was seeing things, but I stopped dead in my tracks and stared. I knew my grandmother wasn't home, but oddly, there was someone standing in the upstairs window, wearing all white. It looked like a wedding dress with the veil pulled back. I just stood there for a few minutes and watched. There was a young woman standing there with the curtains pulled back, staring blankly towards the sunset, white as a sheet, almost as white as her dress, with long, black, wavy hair and a cut on her left cheek. One of the dogs started to bark from the gate behind me and made me jump. I turned around, but as I looked back, she was gone. I never said anything to anybody, but I had seen her off and on since then. As we were talking and discussing all the things this event had in common with the experiences of my sister and cousin, we realized the exactness could not be a coincidence. The whole time, my aunt just sat there with a sort of smile on her face. My cousin was the first to notice she hadn't said anything, and then shortly we all stopped because we figured she didn't believe us or thought we were insane. We asked her what she was smiling about, and she told us that she did believe us. She went on to tell us in World War I, a young couple with the last name of Black had owned the house. One day, the husband got called off to war, and every night the young bride would go and stand in the window to wait. I guess one of our relatives was friends with the young girl's parents. She told us that the parents tried to get the young girl to go out and to move on, but the girl still waited, and she became sick. Then she got a letter in the mail to inform her that her husband had been killed in battle. 
and she went into a state of mourning and got even sicker, no matter what her parents did. A month later, her mother went to check on her and found the girl had hung herself in the same room wearing the wedding gown. We were all taken aback when we heard this story. It's the same house I'm living in now. This summer, we were reconstructing the bathroom and we found a sort of compartment under the floor of diaries, journals, money, and goods. Since then, we've had electronics turning on and off, such as the TV and radios. Lately, I've been hearing voices from the corner of my room of a woman and a man bickering, but it fades out when we get close to investigate. I'm just wondering what things are going to come up in the future, or if this will ever, truly, fade away. At the age of 12, I had a best friend named Tanya. During the time I knew Tanya, we went through many a strange experience. But here's one I will say I remember the most. Tanya and her family ended up moving in with her mom's boyfriend into his three-story house in the heart of our small town. Her boyfriend, Roger, lived by himself, so that made room for Tanya, her little sister, and her mom. When Tanya first moved into the house, she would make remarks to me all the time like, you know, something is weird about this house. I can't put my finger on it, but it's there. Tanya's mom and her boyfriend worked the night shift at a local factory, so that left Tanya to babysit her younger sister. During the day, Tanya and I would either talk for hours on the phone or I would be there. After about a month of living there, Tanya said, When I watch my sister during the day and I let her go outside, I can hear things in the attic. It's like someone is walking around or moving something. And when I go up there, no one's there and nothing has been moved. Tanya was not one to lie. So from then on, we began to observe the house. She was right. You could hear conversations of a woman and a man in the attic. It was a very intense conversation, almost an argument. You could never understand the words, but you could feel the tension in the air. Unafraid or thinking we were invincible, we would still go up there and look around, even making suggestions to whatever it was to come out and show itself. One night, Tanya and I had been roller skating in the basement and decided to come up to get something to eat. I was still downstairs taking off my skates and Tanya was sitting at the top of the stairs. Tanya came down to the bottom of the stairs and said to me, something's in the attic, come with me. Someone or something had opened the attic door and turned on the light while Tanya was at the top of the stairs. The upper stairs were around the corner from the other, 
so you could tell if the door was being opened. When we got to the top of the stairs, there was nothing there, and the light had been turned off. That night I slept over. Tanya and I laid awake while we listened to the sounds of furniture and arguing in the attic. Almost a week later, Tanya's little sister woke up in the middle of the night screaming about a nightmare she just had. She told us she had dreamed she had woke up in the middle of the night to find a man with red hair and black eyes standing in her doorway. He told her that his name was Gabe and he was going to take all her toys away and harm her mother. We had never mentioned our concerns about the house, the attic, the basement, or the man because we knew that if we did, we'd be in deep trouble with Tanya's mom. There were many events that happened in that house that would make cold chills run up and down your spine, but the one that sticks out in my mind was, fittingly, on Halloween. Tanya and I got dressed up in our costumes and prepared the house with candles while her parents took her little sister out trick-or-treating. My sister had come over so we could go to the local haunted house. My sister was in the bathroom putting on makeup, and Tanya and I decided to walk to the nearest houses to get some candy. Right before we left, we made it a point to go upstairs to the attic to tease the unknown once again. I was in a boastful mood, Halloween being my favorite holiday and all, so my words were along the lines of, All right, it's Halloween. It's your time to show yourself. We're not afraid of you. Laughing and scared, we ran downstairs and left to go trick-or-treating. Tanya and I were walking back to the house when my older sister came running out of the house, crying hysterically. We ran up to her and asked her what was wrong. Between sobbing and shaking, she managed to get out. Where have you been? Someone or something is in that house. We asked her what happened, and she said when she was in the bathroom, the attic door opened, and the light turned on. Whoever it was walked all the way around the house. They stopped and started banging on her bathroom door. Then they went back into the attic and turned off the light and slammed the door. We left the house that night and Tanya came home with me. A few months later, Tanya and her family moved and now there's another family living in the house. I wonder if they ever met the ghosts. Would you like to receive a free spirit reading with me? Enter for your chance at italktoghosts.com slash guest. Each week, I'll randomly select a name from the list to be a guest on the show. Together, we will talk to the spirits who wish to communicate with you 
and our session will be featured on a future episode of I Talk to Ghosts. The spirits are waiting. Enter now at italktoghosts.com slash guest. Hello and welcome back to I Talk to Ghosts. Tonight's spirit reading is with my guest, Nigel. Nigel, how are you doing this evening? Well, I'm, as my dad would say, uh, as fine as frog hair. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, frogs have hair. It's just so fine you can't see it. I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> well, you may have seen on the podcast that I have my page of notes for you that we can go over and this is all stuff that I've picked up intuitively before we even met. And it's lovely to see those things connect. And also other information will come in as we talk. So let's see what we have. First off, someone was coming through for me who really had a connection with nature. Uh, the, the words humanity and knowledge were coming in. Um, just very grounded and full of wisdom. Uh, there are other aspects of their personality that we can get to, but can you connect this person to yourself, someone who has passed? I have a suspicion I know who it is based on that, but I'm not 100% sure until I hear about their personality. There was also a lot of, there's this element of discipline, and there's also this streak of stubbornness that they wanted to acknowledge as well. Does that sound familiar? Okay, that wasn't who I thought it would be, but yeah, that's clear as day. Yeah. Um, the connection to nature was my... My dad, who passed um, mm -hmm. almost 20 years ago now, um, he, uh, he and I would go on these long motorcycle rides or uh, we'd go on walks it was this disciplined way he would do things where he would mix a lesson into every time because okay. we, you know, kids ask questions. And yes. I, so we could ask a question like, what is this rock? What is this plant? Whatever. And he would go down the scientific, you know, genus phylum, you know, all wow. down the list. And it was this orderly way he did everything. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, I think he's acknowledging that there was some difficulty with that kind of structure of things. Did that bring out a, did you have a bit of a rebellious childhood? Uh, that's putting it mildly. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> I was not an easy child. <laughs> I wrote down sneaky youth. <laughs> I used to sneak out, and there was this fort I built in the woods. If I went missing or snuck out, he'd find me there. He'd find you there. Well, at least he knew where to find you. And there are worse things to get get into, sneaking out of the house. Those happen, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think he wants to acknowledge that strictness that he had and that structure that he had. And when we pass on, we, we can, in our journey, develop a bit of a, a clarity to things. We can have that insight into ourselves. 
And he can step back now and see it in a way that it's like, oh, I see the cause and effect here. And he's coming through with a lot of love and understanding. And in a way, he he understands. And this is coming through um, in a lot of your reading, the emotional aspect of, of your life. And um, there's just a lot of acknowledgement of that there. And um, it's funny that you brought up the motorcycle. I was shown you sharing a motorcycle with someone, like someone was giving you a ride. When he's showing this to me and like the wind in your hair and like you're giggling and laughing and just the, the momentum of it all and the emotion of it all is just really precious and really sincere. And it's one of the first things that he showed me. And I think that that just encapsulates so much of um, what he valued in your relationship together and um, how, how well you connected over it, you know, and these are the things we should really remember in life. You know, I know we tend to focus on the negative because that's really easy to do, but when we can connect with the love, it heals us a little when we can do that, you know. He's he's mentioning uh, gingers. Is there anyone in your family who has ginger hair? Uh, I, I often wonder what he would think of my wife, who is a redhead, and my son, okay. who is also a redhead. <laughs> Are you, by chance, considered the the youngest, the baby of the family? Someone was kind of acknowledging that you're kind of the baby of the family. I am the youngest of my dad's 12. Okay. And I am the, uh, my mom has two daughters after me, so I'm the youngest of the boys, no matter which way you look at it. Okay. And uh, of my, we have this group of cousins that were all born within like five years of each other, and I'm I'm the last of that litter, and... (laughs) <laughs> so I'm I'm the baby that way too. Yeah, you're, you're you're the baby of the family like three times over. Yeah. Someone was showing me your pretend play as a child and how they, if they didn't, then they do now. They appreciate your sense of imagination and um, just how wonderful your imaginative brain is, is that something that you can acknowledge? Were you a very imaginative child and, and like to um, have a lot of uh, imagination play? It's the words imagination play that lets me know who that is. Yeah. You want to tell me about that? Uh, I had a best friend growing up, and um, she is no longer with us. And she, uh, she was wild. She was crazy. Um, mm. I kind of suspected earlier in the show that that was the person connected with nature on this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, she, uh, she used to bust my chops about playing Dungeons and Dragons and you know imagination <laughs> games and stuff like that because. Uh-huh. She was always um, doing practical things. Like she, uh, she got into dance very early on, gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Um, 
she she did belly dancing at like the renaissance fairs and stuff she loved to study history um she she adored shakespeare um she actually got me started in shakespeare yeah Uh, i was going to ask you about theater if you've done theater yeah she uh she convinced me to do my first role Mm -hmm. which was a puck robin goodfellow (laughs) nice and she continually got me uh to go through uh like to keep trying Mm because my first performance was terrible absolutely terrible but um we kept trying Mm because the deal was that every time i i would try out she would try out and we'd Mm -hmm. always get cast at something together oh wonderful and uh which also led to the most awkward romeo and juliet scene you've ever seen because the completely platonic between us and we got cast opposite of each other so wow that was like brother and sister being cast (laughs) uh, (laughs) yeah she she passed away uh 2001 i think yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i think she just really (sighs) to bring up the appreciation of your imagination play and how in the theater and and everything i think she just wants to encourage that fire in you and just never lose it like shelter it and and guard it like a precious spark and and uh, just always fan those flames that sounds like her (laughs) that said i do have a message or two for you this evening before we go all right and uh that message is that you have so much emotional energy and use it well know yourself to focus your emotions and your goals and imagine your best life because if we can't imagine our best life how are we ever supposed to create it, right? It, it starts with us and our imagination, and then we bring that into reality. So they just want to encourage you that if you ever feel uh, knocked off course or spun around, to just center yourself again and ground yourself and just, it starts within you, right? And that is your home base. And from there, you can go forth and reorient and, and uh, create your reality for yourself. And for your family, too. Also kind of sounds like a small nod to knowing yourself, i.e. getting out of your own way. Absolutely. I tend to get lost in my head and doubts a lot. Sure. Well, when we notice it, we can fix it. If they're your thoughts, well, you can think anything you'd like, so you can change them, too. And we aren't our thoughts. Thoughts are something we have. I forgot who told me, but somebody told me thoughts are verbs. They're not nouns. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. Well, thank you so much for meeting with me this evening. Thank you. Uh, this wasn't what I expected, but I think in a very good way. My life is weird. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I expected weirdness. <laughs> but this was... This was down to earth. Wait, does that apply for the spirit reading? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Book a medium reading with me if you have a past loved one you would like to connect with. A spirit reading can be an amazing and never spooky experience. I strive to give you specific details that align only to you and your loved ones. Curious? Visit italktoghost.com for links to book with me. I can't wait to meet you. Hello and welcome back to I Talk to Ghosts. I have a new message from the spirits tonight for someone listening to the podcast. Right before this segment, I grounded and centered myself, meditated a bit, and created a space for a spirit to come in and deliver a message. Tonight, I am sensing someone's grandfather. You would know him by, he created a business and a legacy for your family. It is expected of you to continue on with this legacy, and it's not that you're not interested in doing it. You may find yourself holding back because there's a lot of family pressure that you need to do a good job or even excel at something that your father and grandfather established. And your grandfather, who has passed, really wants to offer the encouragement that, you know, with dedication and diligence, you really are going to be able to carry the family forward. And don't let self-doubt get in the way. Don't stop. Don't talk yourself out of it before you even start. Realize that it just takes some dedication and passion to get you where you want to be. The self-doubt and the judgment, that doesn't help because we can talk ourselves down before we even start. So again, it's not that you aren't interested in the business. You just have doubts in yourself. But with time and dedication and experience, you'll realize that you can be accomplished and you'll even be able to add your own creativity and flair to what you do, your own personality into the tasks. So your grandfather just wants to encourage you that this is the right choice and you will do an amazing job and he's proud of you. Okay, I think I'm going to leave it at that. I hope this message reaches you and offers the encouragement that you need because you're going to do wonderful things. And with that, dear listener, we've reached the end of this episode of I Talk to Ghosts. I hope you've enjoyed all of the stories that I've shared with you this evening. And thank you for spending some of your time with me. And also, if you are enjoying this podcast, please like, share, comment, subscribe, tell your spooky friends. I love sharing the weirdness with you. So thank you. And remember... Wherever you wander off to in this world or the next, come back and visit with me. Have a lovely evening and good night. If you listen to my podcast, you have to be like me. You love listening to spooky stories. 
I'm excited to say that Audible is a sponsor of this podcast. Audible's storytelling keeps me company no matter what other task I'm doing. And you know what? Listening can also keep my stress at bay because my mind is being drawn into the stories I'm listening to. Sign up and try it now by visiting audibletrial.com ghosts. I'll also have a link for you in my episode description notes that you can click on. Happy spooky reading!